Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. Yeah, you are. And today it is episode 29 of Transformers Energon. It is Imprisoned Inferno. This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Energon, everyone met up on the other side of the rift, and the exact same storyline of bringing Energon to Unicron resumed. And in this episode, Shock Blast is still chained up. But suddenly Inferno's here. When we left last time, all the Autobots ditched him. Yeah, I thought they were just going to leave him here to leave him to his fate, right? But no, Inferno's guarding him, and uh, Shock Blast is bored. And doesn't this thing he's chained to look like it's purpose-built? Like, did the Autobots carve it out to look that way, or did they find it like that? It very much looks like that. And also, this is a horrendously wasteful system of imprisonment. Like, put him in a prison where there are guards already there to watch him. Inferno helps the team out in combat quite a bit. He is wasting his time here. Uh, But Shockblast just yelled, makes insults, and and Inferno is like, I don't care. My job is to watch you. (laughs) And then walks away and shoots a mountain. Yeah, for absolutely no reason or seemingly no reason it doesn't seem like he's like pissed off and like trying to set an example or maybe is but just the dialogue is so fucking bad but (laughs) now we go to the miranda 2 orbiting a planet and have to say the animation looks pretty solid the way the ship is turning and uh alpha q thinks this planet is the best thing ever like he's just going on about how great it is and uh it's too bad about scorpionok though oh yeah so they go to the surface of the planet or at least ironhide kicker and uh, marcus do and they get out and they realize that the atmosphere is identical to earth and then murray they they have to be like hey murray take off your helmet so she does and holds her breath for a bit even though she's been watching kicker breathe and talk yes (laughs) and then when she does she giggles like a four-year-old instead of a grown woman who's a scientist and this isn't the first time she's been somewhere other than Earth and breathed the air, right? Like, she was on Unicron's head to see Alpha Q, and for some reason it was oxygen there. She didn't seem surprised. Yeah. I mean, she does wonder if it's inhabited, which I really, I mean, I know scientific fact is a dirty word in this series, but <laughs> I'd like to know how long it took these planets to get from, you know, not even a planetoid that Megatron can blow up with one shot to something with definite plant life on it. And I mean, if there's oxygen, there's probably animal life, whatever. Uh, we get we go to Inferno, who gets a call from Optimus, who really doesn't have anything to say. Um, they expect Rodimus to be along soon. And then Megatron contacts Shock Blast. And I guess Inferno doesn't hear any of this. Yeah, maybe it's just Decepticon radio or something, but uh, Megatron basically tells him, well, this is what you get for betraying me, you jerk. And on Unicron's body, Megatron thinks Shock Blast will come crawling back soon enough. And again, everything is really has a dark kind of look to it. Like maybe they didn't pay the bill or something, but it looks really cool. It does look really cool. There's uh, yeah. And after Megatron hangs up, he says, you know what? In a little while, eventually shock. Oh, there he is. Like shock blast calls back in three seconds. He's like, okay, could you please help me? And since he's got nothing better to do, Megatron agrees to help. And there's another quick bit of Rodimus following space debris. And then we go to the two Autobots we saw at the end of the last episode who transform. And one is exactly G1 Wheeljack. Oh, yeah. And the other calls himself Downshift. Which it's I'm kinda... right. It's a brand new Transformer. It's two Transformers. It's Downshift and Cliff Jumper. That's not Cliff Jumper. Who's Downshift? Sure it is. 
jumpers. I just called them cliff jumper, didn't I? That's Wheeljack. Wrong, jackass. Wheeljack was a Decepticon in Armada who looked like Sideswipe who was an Autobot in G1. Who's down shit? But this looks more like Wheeljack than any other Autobot aside from actual G1 Wheeljack. And that's what makes him so great. Now you and your shitty kids can use your imagination or whatever to imagine that he's just like Cliff Crasher. Cliff Jumper? Sure. Who's down shit? If he's not Wheeljack, then why call him Cliff Jumper? Cliff Jumper is an established character in the canon, and obviously Listen, Jackass, I give a shit about two things in this world. One is getting a bonus, and the other isn't you. Now take these fucking toys, or I'll kill you and your entire family for cocaine money. That's our Herman. Uh, yes, that is Herman. The one and only Herman. There's are no other Hermans due to time distortions. Time dis-whatchins? Tyrannohoosits? Uh, don't worry about it. Roll tape. And begin. We're already recording the episode. I know. Anyway. Well, whatever. In the most random scene imaginable, Rodimus, wherever he is, pulls out his flag that flaps in space and uses it to activate an Autobot symbol. And he says, if you're lost, look for this beacon. Like, but, okay, but how big is this beacon? I, I yeah. mean, it's, it's impossible to tell because the backdrop is just space. He might have thrown it a light year away and it's it's as big as the cosmos itself. I don't know. But it looks like it's, you know, 40 feet across. Yeah, and it's just kind of for all of space. in the wind, too. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, so we then go to Inferno, who's on the planet with Shock Blast, and he comes under attack from the Decepticons. And then we go back to that, like, jungle planet kind of place, and Maurice is looking at a giant dragonfly. Yep, he just stopped by to say hello, I guess, and Kicker thinks it got that big because the ecosystem is ten times richer than Earth, and... She's the scientist, man, not you. Like, but you know what? Even I know that's not how that one works. You get giant insects by having an oxygen-rich atmosphere because they breathe through their carapace mm. or carapace. Uh, it's not just the nutrients. So Kicker is actually an idiot. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> anyway, uh, we go to uh, Jetfire, who's like, hey, Inferno's under attack. So the Autobots uh, prepare to move out. And the Ironhide is just like, but what if Scorpinox there? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Optimus tells Kicker, you know, stay here and find Energon or find something to do, whatever it is you do with yourself all day. And then form Super Thing with Wingdang and Jetfire and Ironhide Link. And this time Jetfire's the pants mode of the robot. Yeah, yeah. It's usually the opposite. Anyway, um, so Inferno's at the, he's at the bottom of this crevasse and he's like firing up at... Um, Demolisher and uh, Yodly 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 Snowcat. <laughs> this made me fucking laugh. Where he looks over the edge of the thing and Inferno just bullseyes him right in the face. And then, like <laughs> his head turns red. And he's running around waving his arms back and forth. Oh, it's great. Um, so Megatron goes up to Shock Blast. Mirage is like, don't let him go. Megatron says, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll rewire him. There's a lot of back and forth. And then Shockblast says, hey, if you let me go, I'll capture an Autobot to prove my loyalty. And Megatron agrees, but what the fuck does Megatron need with an Autobot? Yeah, exactly. And commercial break. And when we come back, Hotshot, Prowl, and Landmine are still floating around in the void, getting smashed into by rocks. And Prowl fires off a shot that it looks like it turns into that... Autobot symbol floating in space that we saw Rodimus create earlier. Yeah, but it, it almost looks like Landmine throws a giant chunk of rock and then Prow shoots it, but it does yeah. turn into that beacon, and then I think it's Landmine It's like, it's hope! So, okay. 
Anyway, uh, we go to Megatron. He flees shock, free shock blast, and um, then Inferno in down in the bottom of the crevasse starts coming under attack, and shock blast is flying directly down at him. Yeah, and back up at the top, Megatron tells Snowcat to get Scorponok and the Terracons over here before the Autobots show up, and then he tells Starscream to give shock blast a hand because he's only got one because the other one's a gun that was that was a really obscure hook reference right there and yeah at the bottom of the chasm shock blast he's getting impatient because he can't find inferno and inferno has a shot all lined up but then starscream unstealth devices behind him and puts the sword to his neck Mm. and we just then we cut to the autobots coming i kind of like this actually we cut to the autobots coming in and they're like hey okay what's going on they survey the uh, area and they see that down at the bottom of the crevasse megatron's all already got Inferno pinned up against a wall, so time has passed. I like that we didn't need to see all that. Um, and Meg- so Megatron's got Inferno pinned up to the wall, and he basically chews out Shock Blast, and he's like, you go fight the others, and don't forget that you are below rank, you are below Starscream, and Mirage, and Paul, and John, <laughs> and Snowcat, and Demolisher, and my left foot, and Demolisher's asshole, and then it's you. Under 14 tons of dirt and shit. Uh, So he leaves. And uh, then Megatron decides to tell Inferno that he's got him uh, captive and he's going to interrogate him as if that wasn't obvious. Yeah, he wants to know where all the Energon is, but Inferno won't talk. So Megatron stabs him and threatens to replace his Autobot symbol with a Decepticon one. And thus begins the thing I like in this episode. But uh, we go back up to the top, and the Decepticons are fighting the Autobots. And then Shockwave, like, I think he, I forget who he takes out, Ironhide? I forget who. But he, uh, Demolisher's like, oh, why'd you do that? And he's like, uh, because you, you, I have to do whatever you tell me. And the Demolisher's like, oh, uh, go kill Optimus. So if it was that simple. Yeah. And then Scorponok and all the Terracons arrive and I, okay, so the the Autobots are up fighting and the Terracons arrive and they they all, they all get in a fight and Ironhide tells Optimus, "Hey, you go and handle or save Inferno. I'm going to square off against Scorponok and then we go back to Megatron with his, I don't know, energy ball." Yep, and then again he uh, he offers to put uh Inferno on the payroll, like, you can do this willingly, because this is going to happen one way or the other, bud. And, yeah, there's another quick bit of Ironhide and Scorponok again, and then Megatron starts reformatting Inferno. Now, Paul, did you not notice that this was all hand-drawn 2D animation? I noticed it was very expressive animation on their faces. I did notice that. Oh, yeah, right? It was, yeah, for whatever reason, we go from Ironhide squaring off against Scorponok to these two, like, even Starscream standing in the background of this shot is the 3D animation, the cel-shaded stuff, but in the foreground, Inferno and Megatron are traditionally hand-drawn animation and, like you said, very expressive. It looks fucking great. Really, really good. But then we go to uh, Ironhide. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, he puts his ball in, of energy in it, but then we go to uh, Ironhide fighting Scorponok. You know, he's like, how could you do it? What are you doing here? And Scorponok's like, I, I have one master. That's Megatron. Fuck you. Um, and then Optimus flying in the air gets stopped. He's, I guess he's going for Inferno. Mirage stops him. Yeah, and Megatron back down with him. He keeps it up, and Inferno pretty much tells him, go to hell. And then the Autobot symbol appears up in the sky, and here's Hotshot and Team Rodimus. Yeah, and they uh, they power link Hotshot and Rodimus. Uh, they go into the crevasse. Um, there was a, I like how there's a bit here where Landmine just checks right into Shock Blast mid-sentence. Yeah. There have been a number of times where Shock Blast is saying something, my Paul! And he just 
gets knocked, his ass knocked sideways. I laugh every time it happens. Plus, you see just how fucking big Landmine actually is, right? He's a big boy. So uh, Megatron, as he does, retreats with all the other Decepticons. They get away, and Ironhide is still upset about Scorponok's betrayal. And then the Autobots fly into space. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, they fly away into the <laughs> atmosphere, and uh, Inferno's like, hey, is Kicker okay? And then we cut or pan over to his Autobot symbol, and it turns into a Decepticon symbol. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> They left Inferno behind to guard Shockwave. First of all, why Inferno? Why not Wangdang? Isn't he the prison guard? And why only one guard? What's one guard gonna do against the Decepticons if they all show up at once? Which they did. Well, we saw what, didn't we? Jack shit. That's why I didn't even consider they'd do it last time. It was just too stupid to even worry about. And he's right out in the open. You can see him from two miles away. At the very least, throw a tarp over him or slap on a quick coat of paint to blend him in. Better yet, Take him with you! It'll be far easier to keep an eye on him with more eyes on him, and if and when the Decepticons come looking for him or he manages to break free, you're in far better shape to do something about it. I'm not saying let him sit up front and play with the radio, but there's got to be a cargo hold or something to stuff him in, and then so the Decepticons think he's still there on the planet, paint Ironhide green and chain his ass to the rocks. Oh, sure, Ironhide, we'll be back for you, don't worry, promise. Hey, don't worry, Kicker's going to stay with you. How much air does that kid have? Two days? Right, guys, we'll see you in about a week. Uh, you know, you have... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. This episode was Imprisoned Inferno. Paul, what would you like to burn to the ground with this episode? Uh... Uh, again, they really stretched out a kind of a threadbare story into a whole episode, but oh, yeah. um, what I definitely liked was that you, you call it hand-drawn animation. I guess that's what it is. You know better than I would. But yeah, that looked really, really good. The interrogation scene, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, yeah, that final stage of it. It was, they they really, I want, like, I have to wonder why they did it was, I figure it's one of two reasons. One is that they needed to change some animation at last minute and if you need to do really quick animation sometimes maybe i could see that just banging out some quick uh cells of tr classic animation is quicker than doing all the rendering and the posing could be i don't know the other one is that maybe some producer was like this is an important scene make it look good yep it's got to be something like that it, it, it didn't have the um Oh, what's the word? Maybe the severity, like the the episode where Megatron just beats the living shit out of Scorponok. It wasn't as brutal as that, but no, no, the way Inferno was screaming here, like you can tell, Megatron's not fucking around. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty brutal, and and that was led to the the other thing I really liked about this episode is the idea of Inferno slowly and unwillingly becoming a Decepticon, but trying to keep up appearances, keep it under wraps. I, yeah, I'm, because the idea of Decepticon versus Autobot is depending. Depending on which series you're watching, it's a you're born that way thing, or it's your political alliance, or it's more like a religion, or what. So it's this seems to indicate that it is in your, I don't know, robotic DNA. Your programming kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, anyway, there'll be a lot more uh, really good robotic DNA or programming on this show. As the next episode we're going to review is Jungle Planet. If you want to talk to a couple global monkeys, you can uh, email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. I don't even know what a global monkey is. But make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. 
You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. This is going to happen one way or the other, bud.